everyone, this is Father Brian Feller, your chaplain here at St. Edmund. I'm joined with co-host Jenny Condon. Hello everyone, and with us today we have Mrs. Acree, Mrs. Tabitha Acree, who is our new St. Edmund principal here for the school year. We're so happy you're here. Welcome. Thank you for agreeing to do this podcast with us. Absolutely. We want to give um, all of our listeners, our students, our parents, just an opportunity to learn a little bit about yourself um, and some of kind of where your roots came from here at St. Edmund. Okay. Well, thank you for having me. Really excited to be here. Um, I actually moved to Fort Dodge in 2005 from Las Vegas, Nevada. I know not very many people think, wow, people come from Las Vegas, Nevada, but my husband is a graduate of St. Edmund, and so I, we moved here. We felt like it was a great community to raise our children. So, yeah. Wonderful. How many children do you have? Are they young or... We have um, Ashton, who is 21 right now, and he is living in Colorado, but um, he did attend St. Edmund. And then we also have Caleb, who is 19, um, who just recently graduated and will start Iowa Central this fall. Now, I know we're going to be talking a little bit about education, but your family has been a little bit of a celebrity um, because of the littlest member of it. Can you fill us in, or those in who maybe weren't here a few years ago when the good news happened? Yes. Um, We have Murphy, and Murphy is four. Um, But a couple years ago, Murphy, um, he's a little um, Jack Russell Chihuahua, and he's nine pounds, and he snuck out the door when I was leaving and got lost in the cornfield over in town by Woodlands and so um, of course we were devastated and put out flyers and put it on um, Facebook and it went viral and we just were shocked by how much the community came together I mean we had people that had taken off um, from their work and we're out walking the fields we had um, Iowa Central softball team come out and look Um, police officers friends with drones Um, it was on the front page of the newspaper Um, on the radio, and even people were hearing about it in Des Moines. Wow. And how did it end? It ended very um, happily. Actually, um, a senior at Fort Dodge Senior High was um, off, finished class and was driving home and thought, I'm just going to drive by that field and see if I see this dog. And sure enough, he saw him and was able to capture him and bring him to me actually at school. And so I was crying, and the staff was crying, and so it was, you know, we were just so happy. Happily ever ever after. Isn't that nice? Awesome. That's a great story. Well, a lot of things are possible here in the 21st century, and being a principal, uh, educator here at St. Edmund now, uh, getting kids ready for life in the 21st century, how do you approach that? How do you, what do you think about when you're getting our kids ready for what, what lies next? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that I think about, um, and it's, you know, we're partnering with parents. I think that is a huge piece of it, um, because we do have students a great portion of the day, but again, um, we know that that's parents' primary job, but we want to also help them and give them tools um, as well. Um, It does take, I say, village, because it's not just a teacher, it's you know, everyone in our building that will help guide and um, help our kids develop. And 
I think now I was just actually in a um, professional development with staff and we were talking about how our preschool students, the, the careers and jobs that lie for them when they graduate, many of them don't even exist today. And so we're just trying to build that foundation. And we were talking about some of the important um, skills that we think that students need, you know, communication, um, being able to collaborate, being able to problem solve and work with um, diverse people. Um, some other ones is just having that technology skills. But even again, a lot of our students figure things out on their own. But then I think a big piece why, um, you know, what we do here at St. Ed is so important is, you know, Christ-centered. I mean, that is huge because everything has to center around him because I can't even imagine leaving, going out into life and not having that relationship and where to turn if, if, if you don't have that developed with him. So I think that's a really big piece of why we're here. Absolutely. He makes all things possible. He's the one constant. I mean, while the world's changing, he's always with us. Um, yeah, that's a really good point, Mrs. Akery. We really appreciate as a principal that having Christ in the center um, it makes it all, makes things great for our kids and now and for the future. Yeah, having that holistic approach. Mm I imagine you have had the blessing of collaborating with many educators who possess various qualities and excellences as teachers. Reflecting upon this goodness, what virtues or qualities would you encourage young people who are aspiring to teach in a Catholic school to pursue? I think, you know, that's a really good question. Um, as far as the virtues and, or the qualities, I would say is, um, again, knowing their why and their passion. We were talking about that today, um, about Simon Sinek and his golden circle and knowing, you know, a lot of times we try to focus on our what and our how, but not our why. And I think the knowing our why will help draw, if we have that, we can get through obstacles. And so I think, again, having that relationship with Christ. And then I also think, you know, just the, the virtues and, um, characteristics of being like humble and caring and compassionate of course you know the content is always a you know part of education but I think if you have those virtues um, and those qualities then we can teach you the skill piece of it now looking looking backward into your own time in school as a, as a student for however many years uh, did you have any favorite teachers or subjects that you just have fond memories of? Or perhaps maybe some experiences or school subjects you're like, I'm glad that's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I I think about, I was born to very young parents. Um, and so my background was kind of chaotic. You know, I lived in a multi-generational house in poverty growing up. I mean, but I didn't realize it at the time. That's just all I knew. But they really impressed on me education and the importance of changing our life situation. And so school was had, you know, high priorities. And so, and especially reading. And so I loved school and found that I ex excelled at school. And so I loved all of my teachers. I would say, though, there are a few that... Um, stick out. One of them was my dance teacher in high school. She's a PE teacher, um, but just giving me opportunities and 
put, put me in situations where I could excel in and then you know just ha- building that relationship with me that you know we kept a relationship going on for so long that even when I got married you know she came to my wedding it's just you know I think it's important that teach we see teachers as human and they also see us as their students but know us as people too and not just the academic piece mm-hmm. absolutely yeah when I hear our graduates speak of their experience at St. Ed's just even this past year and their experiences with the teachers, they don't necessarily talk about the algebra lesson or the chemistry lesson, but they rather talk about the teacher and their personal qualities and an experience together in class or the story that they heard. And just really, like, just as you said, it really points out the personal connection mm-hmm. between teacher and student, that holistic approach, um, real relational. Right, right. Yeah, as for a class that I didn't like, I would have to say, gosh, it was probably biology, probably in high school. It was probably my least favorite class. But as an adult, I liked, I liked my biology classes. I, but I think it goes back to that relationship. Um, my biology teacher was also a track coach. And so when he found out that I could jump hurdles and you know was trying to convince me to go out for track... Um, and had that relationship, then, you know, we start, I started to enjoy class a little bit more. Great. Well, speaking of hurdles, do you have any hobbies that you, that you like to pursue in your spare time now that your kids are older? Yes. Um, I'm a fan of, as far as for sports, um, we're a family uh, that we really enjoy um, biking and so bicycling the the pedal kind and so uh, we're really big fans of Tour de France and so July that's usually what you'll see on our television if you come into the house and talk about bicycles and the athletes and their training and all that stuff and so that's one of my bucket lists is to get over to Europe one of these days and watch one of those races and um, my husband um, also used to race on bikes and my brother as well and so it's just kind of something the whole family enjoys. Um, I also love to read, and so I'm in a book club with a couple of our teachers here at school or even um, part of that book club. And gosh, I'm trying to think how long I've been in that book club. It's been on, you know, I come in and out depending on periods of my life, but I want to say, gosh, it's probably been since 2008, maybe, nine. I mean, somewhere around then is when I started in this book club. And so... Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how many books we've actually read through the club, but I don't know off the top of my head. I bet it's a lot of books (laughs) and a lot of miles. (laughs) (laughs) Do you use the trails around the Fort Dodge, Webster County area, I mean, for your bicycling? Yes, and then, uh, believe it or not, Fort Dodge has amazing trails. Um, The Lizard Creek area, there's the mountain bike um, group that's all of volunteers, and they have made some really amazing trails. Um, And then as well as... um, um, Webster County, like the conservation department, you know, they have also put in a lot of time in developing our trails here. So it's, it's we're really fortunate here in Fort Dodge. Um, I'm also a fan. I have a Peloton bike, and so I love to hop on my Peloton bike. And some staff here also have it, and it's fun. We give each other virtual high fives when we ride, and you can ride with people from all over the world. And sometimes there's people from Europe on my my group that we're actually doing a ride together. You can't see them, but you see their name and can give each other kudos. So it's pretty fun. (laughs) Well, um, speaking of favorites, do you have any sort of like favorite 
educational mantras or um, slogans or just I don't know a themes, pick me up a or me up. <laughs> anything positive that you like to get to the teachers like come on back to school you guys let's 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 get rolling and like, kind of pump them up like my wrestling coach would say feller it's far from the heart it's far from the heart and I'm like yeah it's my neck coach <laughs> but you know well I actually have two I Ross Green um he is an author and speaker and actually does has his own podcast um, as well. Um, but he does a lot with the children that have um, behavioral challenges. Mm-hmm. And so his motto is that kids do well if they can. And so it's not that kid, kids don't come to school wanting to be naughty or make poor choices. It's their behavior communicates something. And so it's just figuring out what their behavior is communicating, whether it's fear or anxiety or anger, frustration, you know, just something. So digging at, you know, beyond the surface level. So that would be one. And then I always say, and um, if you're around me long enough and my previous staff, always if I started to say this, they would finish it. I would say, tomorrow is a new day. So no matter what, if I have someone in my office and things are just really rough, I'll always, when they go to leave, is tomorrow is a, is a new day. It's a fresh start. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, how do you prefer to communicate with parents, teachers, and staff having so many different avenues of contact with you know, the internet and computers and cell phones and all these different apps? Gosh, I would normally say email, but I have quite a few emails right now. <laughs> um, so I would say the easiest way is texting. Um, I can't always accept a call if I'm in a meeting or something, but I can glance on my watch or on my phone. Mm -hmm. Um, And so usually that's the quickest way if it's something that I need to know that's not serious nature. If it's something that's more serious, um, then I would say a phone call always or meet in person. Okay, great. What kind of initiatives do you have for this coming school year with the teachers and the students? Sorry, I kind of threw that question in there for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's got a plan, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Acre's ready. Yeah, um, I, well, I've had the opportunity to meet with um, a variety of different um, committees, um, teachers, um, look at some of the things that they had started putting in place last year. Um, and so I think the big thing right now that has come out of um, some of like our needs assessments from last year, um, we're working on developing our culture. And I think many organizations are coming off of COVID needing to work on culture because we were just so isolated for, for so long, um, you know, that communication piece. And so... Um, working on that um, also um, some work on knowing our why um, again I think you know if we're passionate about what we do every day then it's the work we do isn't as stressful and so um, I think that's another piece and I think knowing our why um, helps bridge everything because as educators we have so many initiatives and things coming at us all the time whether it's um, MTSS, our content, um, different things coming up in professional development, um, you know, just a whole bunch of things. And it's like, how do you balance it and it not be one more new thing? Mm-hmm. And so I think our why is that umbrella that holds it all together. And then all of those initiatives are our how. 
we're going to get to our what, which is our results. And so um, we're, we're really working on that piece. Um, the day in professional development, I introduced um, some work from Jimmy Casas on his book called Culturize. And so um, the staff seemed to enjoy it and had some good takeaways from that. And so we're going to keep building on, on that piece. Um, so yeah, I think that's the direction we're, we're kind of heading. Um, also, I would like to see more parent involvement. Again, COVID put a, a kind of a wrench in that. And so I think developing that partnership with parents um, as well as um, with the parish, um, you know, and just helping bring us all together um, and work on our goals together. I think we will be able to accomplish more. There's a lot of great things going on here at St. Edmund right now. And we're recording this actually during the first day of professional development for our teachers here in August. And seeing the teachers in the halls, uh, in the cafeteria, coming out of the auditorium, it's electric. They are so happy to be back. And they're ready for the year. They want to see the kids. I'm sure the parents want to get the kids out of the house. <laughs> but. Um, there's something and must be something in their hearts the teachers that they they love to be here They love to be educators and really identifying that that why um, Is gonna it's just gonna bring us together and Jesus is at the heart of it mm -hmm. And as we all know that our Catholic community of st. Edmund Holy Trinity and the Marian home are doing this strategic planning together to take us into the future and so we're going to be gathering a lot of information and input from our stakeholders, people in our community of, of where we could be going. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Aker, you mentioned parent partnership, holistic formation, getting kids ready for the 21st century, keeping Christ at the center. Do you have any dreams for this strategic planning that maybe you haven't thought too much about it? Maybe you're still trying to listen and gain information, but what are your thoughts? What are your dreams? I think one of my dreams um, is that when we look at our students that enter the, the doors at preschool level, that when we go to, when they go to graduate, that it's the same group of kids that enter our doors. So granted, we'll have more new kids, of course. We're always welcoming to new kids, but we want to keep those students and engaged in learn, learning because I think that more, um, students and even community members that we can evangelize about our faith the more we can bring to our why which is again to save souls and get them into heaven or they'll be the biggest party and the tour de france will have nothing on it yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's awesome well um any final comments or, or thoughts that you had that you just wanted to share I, there's going to be plenty of opportunities and when our uh, seniors who are going to be hosting this uh, podcast throughout the year get to this desk, I'm sure they'll have plenty of questions too. But anything, any last comments? I would say no. Just, um, you know, I have an open door. So for students and staff and families that, um, you know, I welcome to stop in. Um, I want to hear all the great things, not just all the struggles. And so the same thing I told staff that we have so many things that we are blessed with here at St. Ed's. And so I want to make sure that we're celebrating those and also sharing them with others. I well, love that. I love it too. We, we really appreciate your time in this busy uh, preparational period before school starts, Mrs. Akery. And 
Uh, everybody for listening on Gail's cast. Thank you for tuning in. Again, please look at our website at St. Edmund or Holy Trinity, as well as our Facebook page for future podcasts. Stay tuned. This is Father Brian Feller and Jenny Condon with Mrs. Acree. Thank God. you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless.